Welcome to Happy Life Studios. We are so glad you're here. Here at Happy Life Studios, we want you to know that freedom is here. There's so much going on in our world right now, so many things to bring fear and anxiety, which is exactly why we started this episode with the song Unshackled by Ecclesia and Kareem Vargas. Because many of our souls are in cages, many are silenced by fear imprisoned and giving into the lie that this is all there is to life. But freedom is here. Last week, we introduced you to Nina for our very first ever Happy Life Studios Limelight Series. Because Nina's a hero, and she's a classic example of someone who was shackled and imprisoned by fear, but now is living. Unafraid. Yeah. Unafraid. So we decided to bring her back for more, and this time we're going to find out some of the things that helped her go from living in fear to living in freedom. Nina, welcome to Happy Life Studios. Hi, Steve-O. Nina has walked through some issues. In fact, I would highly recommend our first ever Limelight podcast. Nina was the guest there. She was a star. When I travel around places, I find people doing great things, and I find heroes, and heroes are alive today, and I, we get so much negative press, we get so much negative news, and you know I can complain about it, or I can actually start flooding the airways with positive news, and I run across a lot of heroes. Nina is one of them. Um, I would recommend that podcast, the, our first ever uh, Limelight podcast, which is it's a longer one, but it really goes into Nina's story. But on that podcast, I asked Nina if she'd be willing to do a podcast with me again and talk a little bit more in detail about when her anxiety started, how bad it got. I'm telling you, it's a crazy story. It's a crazy, powerful, inspirational story. Where she's at now it came to the point where she took an anxiety class, not how to get anxious, but how to become free from <laughs> how to become free from anxiety. And now she's teaching that class. And I asked her if she would give us some tips as to some more specific tips. That was more in general, that podcast. So I just want to get at least one tip in this podcast. So you don't have to listen to the limelight to understand this podcast. I'll just tell you that Nina has walked through anxiety and she has come a long way. And it's really cool to see how far you've come, Nina. So welcome to Happy Life Studios. Thank you for having me. Is this something that you're cured from? Is it something that you have to continue to work on? Um, I think you always have to continue to work on it with the skills that you've learned. Um, that way it doesn't come back because if you just go back to your to your old habits, you might find yourself back in it. Okay. But um but specifically on a day to day basis I experience no anxiety. But the habits wow. I've learned and the new ways of thinking and behaving. Yeah, and in the Limelight podcast what we interviewed, you actually woke up with dread. Every yeah. day. You woke up with it, went to bed with it. I mean, it was constant. So you say that maybe you still work on it now, but you don't have that dread so much anymore. You don't have oh, the panic no. attacks or the whole... No. 
I'm wondering if you could give us for any listeners that we have that, and if you're struggling with anxiety or know someone who does, man, you need to listen to that Limelight podcast. I'm telling you, it's just, it's a tremendous podcast that really goes into the struggle that Nina has gone through and how she's come out on the other side. But without going into all that detail, I would like to talk about a particular tip that would help somebody that goes through anxiety. You okay with that, Nina? Yes, of course. And by the way, we're talking about actually starting a podcast for Nina that would do a weekly tip, regular tips on how to walk through anxiety. And Nina said she's all for that. So Happy Life Studios might just be in the same way that Nina birthed her child, Hopi. Happy Life Studios wants to birth hope through a podcast that you're going to do. Nina, any idea what you want to call it? Oh, man. Uh, not that, not, oh okay. man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be the cause of a lot of people's anxiety. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Maybe, um, you suggested Hopi life. Oh, Hopi. Yes, or, yeah. that's right. I forgot. I suggested that. yeah. that's a pretty cool one. Hopi life. Because yeah. you, when you gave birth to Hopi, your child hope, that was actually one thing that helped you through the whole process. Yeah, um, it, it really did. But the thing we talk a lot about at Happy Life Studios is we need each other. We can't go through this alone. Correct. So you went to this class. This class helped you a lot. You had a pretty cool teacher, it sounds like to me, in this class. Tell me about that a little bit. Well, my teacher for this class teaches it through experience. Um, She's an older woman, but when she was younger, probably, you know, in her 30s or 20s, having her family, starting her family, she began to experience anxiety and panic attacks um, far more severe than anything that I ever went through. And she, um, you know, shared her story with us, but she teaches it from experience. So to have somebody who knows what they're talking about because they have lived it. Gives you a little more hope, doesn't it, when you know they went through it and they're on the other side of it now. Oh, definitely. In the same way, people that may be listening that struggle with anxiety might think there's not a lot of hope for them, but you're on the other side right now and you're kind of teaching them like your teacher did with you. Yes, that's right. Did that help you knowing, you know, that she had gone through it on the other side? Definitely, because when I was in the thick of it, I was certain that this is the rest of my life. Wow. And you're going to struggle with this the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. But to have somebody say, I was there, and she was far worse than I was, wow, gave me a lot of hope. So if she can make it through, work her way out of anxiety, so can I. And I would say for all the happy lifers listening that are struggling, if you can make it through Nina, they can too. It just, it just keeps on going, keeps on giving. And one day, they're going to get through it. They're going to help people how they got through it. It's just a really cool... It's like a domino effect of hope. So what was special about this teacher? One thing I like about her is that she tells you how it is. She's just straight up with you. So when I would share something, she would give me the right perspective and say, you know, right here, the way that you're seeing this, you're wrong. You're wrong about it. You need to see it this way. You're thinking negatively about this situation. And... I just like her brutal honesty because sometimes when you're deep down in it, like I was, sometimes you just need somebody to just show you reality and, and not sugarcoat it. Yeah. When you're desperate, you know, you're ready to listen to what everyone has to say. You don't need someone to be politically correct or sugarcoat. You want, 
give me what I need to hear. And give it to me now. <laughs> um, but she told us that this is a safe place and whatever is said in this room will never be repeated outside. And you can be vulnerable here with me and with the other people in the class. And so I think from day one, she just really helped me at least be able to trust her that whatever I'm struggling with, however bad it was this week, I can I can tell her, I can ask for her advice. And I know that she's not going to sugarcoat it. She's going to give it to me straight because there's no time that needs to be wasted. Did here. you ever talk to her or do that outside of class hours? Yes. So she made it very clear that I will sit down with you privately in my office, wow. um, come in and we can talk. And if you ever feel like you can't come to class, I'll go through the book with you, you know, on our own. So I visited her office a few times, you know, just stopped in to say hi. Uh -huh. and, and she just always wanted to know, how are you doing? How's it going? Um, and I would, you know, just let her know how I'm doing, how I'm struggling, share with her my victories. And you could tell that she was really genuinely proud of the little wow. victories I would have. Wow. So you knew that she cared about you. Definitely. And it sounds like so much more than just a teacher comes up and goes through a book, regurgitates a bunch of information, then, then, you know, the bell goes and you go back home. It sounds a lot more like... A friendship like she yes. cared about you and wanted to help see you not just get through a book but get through anxiety so you can come out on the other side and that's true for me and and the other students in the class that took it with me so was it a class or did it feel like it was a community of, of people i mean were you just 15 strangers well, or we literally met in a classroom but you kind of have become like a little family because you can all relate you're all going through the same thing you become like a family like a support group how important was that for you getting through anxiety it was very important i needed to be around people who were going through the same thing as i was or at least had been there before because as far as, as i knew outside of that in my life nobody else was struggling with this do you think that's common do you think there's a lot of people struggling with it but they don't let anyone else know yes I would say most people who struggle with anxiety try to keep it a secret. You know, if you listen to my Limelight podcast, I mentioned that I started struggling with anxiety when I was about 12 years old, and it just progressed over the years. But but all those years, you know, through high school and through college, and even most of my marriage so far, up until the point where I got help, I kept it a secret. So do you think that if you would have admitted earlier that you were struggling with this type of stuff do you feel like it would have gone as deep as it did because it went pretty deep i don't think it would have because a lot of times we or at least i know i did we keep the anxiety a secret because we feel ashamed and embarrassed mm. that we're struggling with something like that we think that i should be able to keep it all together i should be stronger than this i should be able to handle life you know we don't want to be seen as weak or imperfect and also i think we associate anxiety, things like that, with mental illness. Yeah, and there's right. just this stigma, I think, with mm. mental illness or anything like that. And um, you can't fix something if you, no one lets you know it's broken. Exactly. You know? And so we think, well, I can handle it on my own or I gotta, I can't tell anybody the secret. But what that does is it just makes us more anxious. And so I found that when I finally told my husband Right before I started my class, I told him, you know what? I think I'm struggling 
with anxiety. I think I'm having panic attacks. That he was the first person I ever said that to. Wow. And just to finally tell somebody and it was no longer a secret, it was like this huge weight that I had been carrying on my shoulders since I was a teenager. Wow. So much of that weight was finally lifted. Now, would you recommend you just tell anybody? No, definitely not, because most people who don't struggle with anxiety, they're not going to understand you, and they may say or do things that they think are trying to help, but could actually make it worse. And so um, I believe that you should tell somebody you trust, maybe a handful of people, like two or three people, or even just one person. But people who you trust with that kind of vulnerability I would definitely share something like this now, with them. Now, what if you decide to get brave and you tell somebody, but they don't get it or they tend to not receive it positively? Would you continue on and try to find somebody else that you could tell? Or, you know, what do you tell someone who shares something and they just, the other person doesn't get it? I mean, you could try to find another close friend or somebody you trust and tell them. Um, but I would be careful about how many people you're trying to tell, okay. you know. But I would always prepare myself and say they probably won't understand and I'm going to choose now not to take it personally mm. because you can't understand unless you've experienced it. Yeah. Um, just don't take it personally if they don't understand and everything that they try and say, any advice, take it with a grain of salt. And instead I would try to find Maybe a, like a support group or a class like I did okay. or a book that addresses this okay. or your doctor, people and things that will probably help you mo more okay. than that. Okay. So first of all, you, you want to be able to tell someone about it. Yes. Okay. Um, how much of your teacher's help that she gave you, how, how much of it was classroom knowledge and how much of it was something else like friendship or one-on-one -on -one or... You know, how much of it, of that role had to play on? How much was her just being a teacher, giving you information versus a friend listening and giving you advice? Um, I think most of it was probably through her example in class as she taught. Um, because even through that, you know, I began to give her some of my trust and respect her and really admire where she had come from. But it was just the other little moments like stopping by her office a few times or after class staying a little bit longer and just talking with her and her talking with me and encouraging me. Probably those outside of the classroom moments probably had a deeper impact on me because, you know, they're more personal. Which probably affected your classroom moments a lot more. Because, yes. So you would say that she was more than just a teacher. She was a friend. And definitely somebody who I knew I could go see, I could call, I can email. And she made that very clear. I'm here to help you guys and I make myself available. So just knowing that there was somebody who's making themselves available for my well-being, like that and somebody that knows your situation and they still care for you and they still... Yes. Yeah. And so I guess another form of community that helped me in my recovery process were those people who I took this class with. Because once again, it reminded me that I'm not alone. I'm not the only one struggling with this. Right. And so 
knowing that takes a lot of fear away and reminds me that I'm not crazy. They look normal just like me, but they're struggling just like me. So I'm not that crazy. Everything's probably <laughs> going to be okay. Um, but like I said, we're all walking through this hard work together, walking out of anxiety. You know, you become pretty close. And in our classroom, you know, people like myself would share some really vulnerable things, sometimes to the point where some of us would be moved to tears and we would share pain and but we would also laugh together and share victories of that past week and and things like that and you really become close with these people and I always looked forward to going every week because those are my people like they get it that's my okay. support group um so that was very encouraging and also after class would end like after we completed one whole class session at the end of 10 weeks uh, I kept in contact with some people, mm. so we would text each other, and some of them would um, call me up, say, hey, I'm struggling right now. Wow. Like, just talk to me, or we would just check in on each other, like, how are you doing? So definitely having community with people who were going through it with me, who knew what it was like, was so helpful, because for so many years, this thing I was carrying around, I, it was a secret, I kept it a secret. I was trying to do it on my own and I was afraid and I was scared mm -hmm. and I didn't have to be alone anymore. And that takes just a lot of the fear away on its own. Mm -hmm. That's good. So what I hear you saying is that you guys became a family with each other. Yes. Right. First of all, you guys, you knew at least once a week you're going to hang out with each other, uh -huh. you know, in your class. It was an excuse to get together. By the way, do you, do you kind of feel like sometimes, I mean, don't get me wrong. I believe in prayer. I'm a preacher's kid. I grew up, I pray all the time. I don't always pray to ask God to do things. I often spend as much time praying to find out what God is up to, what he's thinking, stuff like that. But sometimes I think prayer is kind of, don't take this wrong, right, for those of you that are listening, but prayer can almost be an excuse for, I need to talk about this. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, maybe you could just pray for me. It's an excuse. <laughs> I'm calling you to pray for me, but the real healing is going to come from not saying that it doesn't come in prayer, but oftentimes the real healing comes from, I want to talk to you and get, tell you why I want you to pray for me and just me getting that stuff. I mean, do you agree with that? Yeah. And sometimes it's just, I'm feeling a little bit alone right now and it's getting a little bit hard. And I might not want to say, Hey, I just want to talk. But if I can say, hey, would you pray for me? Yeah. Then I, it gives me an excuse to talk about it, which exactly. I think is healthy. I think that's yeah. good. And sometimes that's all we're looking for is just those times where we can talk and to be reminded that I'm not alone. And that's one of the things I think that caused family with your group is that you guys talked. And you just didn't talk. It wasn't just a class where the teacher talked, but you guys all talked, right? Yeah. And then you said you called each other throughout the week. So you talked. It was more than just a classroom setting. The classroom setting was basically the avenue that got you guys to become the family. You know, so number one, yes. you spent time with each other, you know, at least once a week. But then you would go beyond that when mm -hmm. it wasn't the duty to spend time with each other. We would talk with each other. You said that you guys laughed together, you know. Yes, which I think laughing is very healthy. And that was one of our points we went over in class. We are anxious people and we take life way too seriously. Mm. We need to learn to have fun and laugh a little. Wow. So when those times would come in class, those lighthearted moments and we would laugh about things and sometimes even making fun of ourselves. Right. 
you know, and, and, or takes the pressure off or the teacher or or one of the co-teachers saying, Uh well, I had a panic attack one time and we can laugh about it now. Like, wow, that was stupid. You know, of course, Uh back then it was scary to them, but, but now they can tell us and laugh about it and we can all laugh. That was very, very healing to just laugh. And think about that happy life or, you know, that you're listening right now is, this thing seems so intense and so dark maybe for you right now, but one day you're going to be able to look back on this. You're going to be able to laugh. You're going to be able to raise up your championship belt and say, I won. And another thing that I think that you said that you tagged on was vulnerability. You guys are very vulnerable with each other. Oh, yes. And yeah. you shared each other's pain. You talked about that. And I think the closer family gets is the more they share their pain, their hurts, their fear, their vulnerabilities. And I think that's very valuable it, it, would you agree in, in helping handle getting through anxiety? Oh, oh, definitely. Because a symptom of anxiety is a guarded person, a person who tries to put up a facade. Really? really? Oh, yeah. A person who puts a facade of perfection and I've got it all together. And um, a person who never takes the time to be introspective or display emotion we always try to keep our emotions in check that's interesting that a symptom of anxiety is how do you say that a facade of having it all together and definitely restraining emotion wow good and bad emotions yeah because when you restrain one emotion you restrain all the emotions so we like to restrain sadness but then we restrain joy when we do the same thing you can't Select and choose which emotions you're going to limit and put a damper over. And the root of all that is we care too much about what people think of us. Which causes a lot of anxiety. anxiety. Wow. And there's no reason to be ashamed for struggling with this because there are a lot of people that struggle with anxiety. Literally in the U.S. alone, millions. Wow. Like So you're not alone. Hundreds of millions probably. You are not alone. Definitely. Um and also, me being on the other side of anxiety, now I don't feel shame about the anxiety That's I good. used to experience, yeah, or even some of my my anxious tendencies. Uh-huh. I don't feel ashamed or embarrassed by them anymore. Um, so what I'm able to do now is I can talk freely about my story to other people, and I try to do that. And... Um, that helps build community too because it kind of opens the door and brings opportunities for other people to open up. And a lot of times I have found that when I share my story of anxiety, I meet people or I'm talking to people who are struggling with the same thing and they've been hiding it. There was this one quote I heard. It was, your story could be the key that unlocks the door of freedom for other people. Not even to mention yourself. Yeah. So I know you talked about how you like to share your story. That brings hope and healing to other people as well as what it does for you. So you still thinking like we can start a podcast where you Definitely. start giving out tips like this? And I would love to. Cool. I, I, I imagine you must have hours and hours worth of stuff that you can give us. I'm sure I can because I like to talk. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I get excited when I get to tell people my story. It It is... This is the adrenaline rush that I enjoy. To go from someone who <laughs> for over a decade, a decade and a half, didn't tell anybody yeah. to now a person that's on the other side of anxiety that loves to share their story. I think those two go hand in hand, yep. you know, and so if it's you're listening, full, man, full circle. Yeah. Well, 
thanks, Nina, so much for joining Happy Life Studios. we got to do another one of these, and we're going to get your podcast set up because we want to help walk people through their anxiety. And you will be happy too. On the road to happy. We'll call it Happy Road instead of Freedom Road. How about that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I still like that idea of Hopi Road. Hopi Road. In the name of your podcast. Thanks for joining us, Nina. Thank you. Thank you so much. Steve Ace.